Welcome to the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged by today's message and encounter God's heart through it. To find out more about us, visit lifechurchstpeters.com. Today, I want to share with you just some scriptures, scriptures that illustrate the heart of God for the lost. I'm going to share a few scriptures with you uh, this morning. Um, Before I do that, I wrote a book last year. It came out in December, and it's called Faith That Sees, Faith That Sees. And I wrote this book specifically to encourage the church to live by faith, to encourage the church to live by faith. I believe it's a critical time that we're in as a church, and that is uh, the time to live by faith and not by sight. On December 7th, the Lord spoke to me about 2020. He told me that 2020 would be a year of courage. Now, little did I know that we needed courage like we're in right now. But he told me that this year would be the year of courage, uh, that we need to live by courage. So this message that I'm going to share with you this morning is based around courage and revival. Courage and revival. That right now across America where there were riots, they are turning into revival. Where George Floyd was killed and murdered, that spot right there where he was killed and murdered is now turned into a revival where people are getting saved, healed, and delivered. Next week on the streets of Portland, where riots take place every single night for the last 50 some days, we are having teams that were going to the streets. We're sending over 200 people on the streets to preach the simple message of Jesus Christ. We believe that God's going to touch people. In Southern California right now, there, are a, there is a move of God that is taking place where people are being radically baptized. I mean, at the beach, there are hundreds of people that are springing forth and they're giving their life to Jesus Christ. I'm telling you that we're living in a critical time right now in America and I believe with all my heart America shall be saved I believe with all my heart that God is on the rise and he is stirring the heart of the church and he is igniting the heart to remind the church that this is why you are alive I want to invite you to do something as we start I want to invite you to open your hands like this just hold your hands up like this and what we want to do is we want to let go of any control any control that we may have in our life. And we want to say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, will you come in such a powerful way this morning to say this, Jesus, I give up my control. Holy Spirit, have your way in me and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. This book is available in the back. Um, There's no price on it. Um, Whatever the Lord puts in your heart, uh, there's a basket back there. You can just drop it. If you don't have any money, um, I don't want money to to determine whether you get this book or not. And so um, I believe that God wants to inspire everyone to live a life of faith. Um, we do encourage people to partner with us on a monthly basis. I want to show a video in just a moment um, because we have a heart to reach America. We believe it's a critical time that we're in to reach the lost, make disciples, and put compassion into action. I want to show a baptism video. This is what happens when people are baptized in water. Yesterday, last night, we did baptisms. I, uh, I baptized an individual that got saved over one of my um, broadcasts. Uh, we have a website, compassionaction.com, if you want to check that out. 
But I was doing a broadcast and, and somebody saw my broadcast that lived in this area that I went to school with um, years ago here at Fort Zumwalt North. And he saw it and he got saved over the broadcast. And so I specifically, specifically flew in to baptize him. And that's why I'm here at this tour, or right here, is because this, this trip was designed around one person that got saved over the internet, and I wanted to baptize him. I wanted to have the personal honor to be able to baptize him, and his name is Justin. I want to show a video really quickly of what happens when we are baptized in water. I show that video because the, the move of God that is springing forth from America, it will be marked by radical baptisms Amen. and chains being broken. Amen. Chains being broken, lives being changed and transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. You know, 2018, my wife and I, we moved to Portland, Oregon, just right outside of Portland, Oregon. And we had an event called Portland 2018 where the Lord showed me that he's going to begin to move throughout America in power evangelism. And at this particular event, we had, we had around um, 8,000 people come out and um, we, we trained and equipped um, thousands of people and we sent 5,000 people on the streets of Portland. And I want to share one testimony about what took place on that one particular Saturday um, we sent 5,000 people out this Saturday and um, with the simple message of Jesus saves, heals, and delivers. Amen. And this one gentleman um, was on a bridge and we had some uh, individuals that got trained up and, and went out there and began to share the simple message of good news, the message of Christ, the message that Jesus still saves, heals, and delivers. And the man that's on the bridge is about ready to commit suicide. And the team begins to share with them on how much Jesus loves them. He says, I don't want my life. I'm tired of my life. He admits that he's struggling with addiction and he's hurt a lot of people. And he said, the only way that I can end this pain is get rid of my own life so I can stop hurting people. And one of the individuals talking to him and said, if you don't want your life, and give it to Jesus because he wants it. Give it to Jesus because he wants it. And they preached Jesus. And the spirit of repentance came on this man. He gives his life to Jesus Christ. And uh, he goes through a Christian drug rehab. And while he was in that Christian drug rehab, he realizes that his, his problem that he had now, through the grace of God, became his purpose to help other individuals out. And his whole life was changed and transformed. And he realized that through his problems, 
He stepped into his purpose through the grace of God. And he found his ministry to be able to help other individuals out. And I want you to turn to your Bible to Matthew chapter 28. And while you're turning to Matthew chapter 28, I want to share with you the good news. The good news. You know, while I was in South Africa a couple years ago, if you could put that slide up. Um, I sat with around 32 other evangelists that are around the world. And, and we began to talk about the importance of the articulation of the gospel. And having the church understand how to articulate good news. And to be able to see every believer equipped to be able to share the gospel. And um, as we sat around a table, we, we began to talk about a network of evangelists working together under the, under the leadership of Daniel Kalenda. And, um, and us 32 evangelists, we, we came together and we said, we believe that it is possible for evangelists to work together for the harvest, number one. And number two, we believe that it is possible for nations to come to Jesus Christ through the simple preaching of the gospel, that the gospel is still relevant for today, and Amen. Jesus still has the power to save, heal, and deliver. Amen. But what is good news? This is the good news. God loves us and created us to be with him. His ultimate design and desire is that we would have a relationship with them, that we would be with them. But it is our sins and our selfishness that has separated us from God. Adam and Eve wanted control. They didn't believe that God's plan was really the best plan. So they took it into their own hands. And the moment they partook of that fruit, the virus that was inside of Satan, a fallen angel, the virus of sin was transmitted into them. And sin spread throughout humanity. So it's our sins and our selfishness that separate us from God and our, and our sins cannot be taken away by good works, good deeds, or money. But there is good news because deliverance took place on the cross. Deliverance and forgiveness of sins took place on the cross over 2,000 years ago as Jesus Christ hung on a bloody cross and he looked into the future and he saw you and he saw me. He says, I love you, I love you, I love you. This is what this generation needs right now is the understanding that there is deliverance with Jesus Christ. There is hope and faith with Jesus Christ and Jesus has the power to change a heart. I believe the church is arising with this understanding. There's a passion that is coming in the church right now. We're living in times where the church is awakening up to be able to understand, like, this is why I am alive. Yes. The good news is no one has to go to hell. No one has to go to hell. And eternity is real. And everyone who repents of their sins and turns to Jesus Christ shall have life and shall be saved. And with Jesus, there is eternal life. And without Jesus, there is eternal death and destruction. And salvation starts the moment someone says yes to Jesus Christ and repents and turns to Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16, it says this. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And I want to stop there really quickly. I believe that every one of us have been created to have mountaintop experiences with Jesus. He has designed an encounter for you. 
He's designed you to have an encounter so that you can become an encounter. Verse 17, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. I wonder what it would be like in every worship gathering across St. Louis, across America, across the nations, that when people come together as a body of Christ, that there's not one ounce of doubt and belief. Some worshiped while some doubted. My question is, what would happen if everyone that gathered under the banner of Jesus Christ, there was no doubt and unbelief in their heart, that they believed that he is who he said he is, and he could do what he says he can do. Verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and he spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of age. I believe that the Great Commission was never meant to be the Great Suggestion. I'll say that again. I believe the Great Commission was never meant to be the Great Suggestion. But I, I have learned over the years that the expression of hope, the expression of love, the expression of faith has everything to do with the heart. 95% of the Christian life has to do with the heart. 5% has to do with giftings. Oftentimes we'll look at someone's gift and they'll say, you know, well, they're, they're just wired that way. And yes, God does place gifts on individuals to equip the body of Christ. But my personal conviction is that God is more concerned about people's hearts than he is about people's giftings. So if he's more concerned about people's hearts, is it not possible for a heart to be raptured with love? For a businessman or a businesswoman's heart to be raptured with love? They say, God has anointed me for business to make a difference and see the kingdom of God expressed and to see people get saved, healed, and delivered. If God has anointed someone to be in government, has not God anointed that heart to make a difference in government so the people of God do not suffer and people do not suffer, but the righteousness and justice are placed in place so that people come to know Jesus Christ and repent and turn to Jesus. God looks at the heart. 95% of the Christian life has to do with the heart. So if this is the case that it's possible for everyone to love Jesus with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their body. And to say, God, you first loved me, so therefore I, I love you back. And I, I want the ultimate expression of my life to be compassion and love to impact this generation. Yes. I found this in my own heart, in my own life. If I don't weep for souls and if it doesn't move me, something is wrong here. There's been times in my life I said, God, I feel things happening here. There's, there's a hardness here. Cut my heart. Cut my heart that there'll be a passion that burns inside of me for the loss. Because I know this, that even gifted men and women of God 
can grow cold in their heart. When I study revival, and I've studied revival throughout the years, when I read books and I research, I found this, that behind revival is a heart that burns for Jesus. It is a desire to see heaven invade earth. This young 12-year-old girl in Wells, when Evan Roberts believed that he saw something in the spirit, he went to his pastor, and the pastor said, well, you youth, you guys go over here. Go to this small building. This is, this is for the youth. Evan gathered 12 people. And they began to pray, convinced these young people, convinced that God could do something through their life. That's where it starts. Being convinced that no matter your age, no matter your race, no matter your background, I had a very poor education growing up. I got saved when I was in jail. I had dyslexia. I had a learning disability. But I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you with the grace of God, everything can change. He can change the way that you think about yourself and the way that you see life and your future. I weighed 400 pounds at one time. I had a terrible self-esteem. But with the grace of God, he can be the game changer in your life. And Roberts gathered these 12 people together. And they were convinced that God's good. They are convinced that he could still move. In the midst of chaos at the time of 1904 in Wales, these young ones gathered together. Oh, and this precious girl at 12 years old, she made her declaration, I love Jesus with all of my heart. She said it again. I love Jesus with all of my heart. And as she declared her love and passion for Jesus Christ, her love was echoed throughout the land. It was like a ripple effect in the spirit, a current wave of revival. That was the beginning. And then people began to flock to the building. As these individuals began to pray and seek the Lord. And a revival took place. And I believe that there's a revival that is sweeping forth in America right now. Do not look at what you see in the natural. Look from faith. Faith that sees from heaven's perspective that anything is possible. God is igniting the church. A revival swept through the land in Wales. Taverns shut down. Crime stopped. The miners that trained their donkeys with swearing had to retrain their donkeys because their heart changed. Their heart changed, so so therefore their speech changed. They no longer were swearing at their donkeys because something happened here in our hearts. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine, it says, The Lord is not slack. Concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but as long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
What is repentance? Oftentimes in the church, we are confused with what repentance is. Is repentance incorporation? That we incorporate Jesus into our life? Or is it a surrender of heart and life to say, Jesus, I give up my control. I give up my ability to be in charge. I don't want to be in the driver's seat anymore. I'll take the passenger seat. I don't want to be the one that's in charge. I surrender everything to you. I surrender my heart, my will, my emotion. But I say, Holy Spirit, have your way. I've knocked on thousands of doors over the years. And I've noticed this, that behind a door is a soul to somebody. And everybody's a somebody and everybody will spend eternity somewhere. As I knocked on doors this one particular Wednesday afternoon, I met a lot of people. Some people were interested in what I had to say and some people, they weren't. But I learn over the years that if I'm motivated just by the hand claps, if I'm motivated by just the praise of people, then I will be like a yo-yo in life. Because sometimes they'll pat you on the back and other times they'll stab you in your back. But if I'm motivated with the genuine love that only comes to Christ Jesus, the ability that touches my heart and touches my life, that understanding that number one, I'm accepted in him. Number two, I really can't be rejected because he, the greatest one that created me, that created the heavens and the earth, has accepted me. That while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me, looked past my sin and says, I love you, I love you, I love you. Therefore, because I have been loved by God, I cannot be rejected by any human being. Because his love is greater than the opinions of men. Because my heart and my life has been anchored in eternity. And I knock on doors, some like what I have to say, others don't. And I come across this one door, and it's, a, it's Mike. Mike doesn't want to hear anything that I have to share about Jesus. But he says this, I'm inspired that you knocked on my door. I'm inspired by your courage. At the time, I didn't feel courageous. I just knew I had to do something. In life, we don't wait for a feeling. We just know we've got to do something. We know that we've got to do something. Maybe it's talking to our neighbor. Maybe it's talking to our coworker. Maybe it's giving that call where you, you don't know why you need to call that person, but you know you've got to call that person because you feel something stirring in your heart. Or maybe it's giving that encouraging word to the waitress that as you go out to eat, you give that encouraging word. You don't necessarily know what to do, but you know you must do something. Mike says, you, I'm inspired by your courage. I said, thank you, Mike. I said, I'll see you next week. I'll be back. God told me, he says, Chris, next time you see him, I want you to give all your birthday money away. I said, no problem, it's yours. 
Anything that I have, it's yours. It doesn't belong to me. Some people say, oh, you know, give God 10%, the rest is yours. That's still a poverty mindset. Because the truth is, the very shirt on your back belongs to God. Amen. Everything belongs to Him. And the moment we think it's ours, we take the role on control once again. Everything is His. So I give my money away to Mike that really belonged to the Lord anyways. And Mike says, man... You have no idea how this impacted me. No one's ever given me anything. I said, Jesus loves you, Mike. I'll see you next week. I said, I can't stay. I'll see you next week. So I go back again the third week. And he says, you have no idea the tough time I was going through. He begins to explain on how he was having suicidal thoughts. I share with him on how... Jesus loves him. I said, Mike, I speak a lot at different churches in the area. Why don't you come and hear me speak at this one church? He said, okay, I'll come out and hear you speak. And that message I preached, a simple message of what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? A Jesus disciple, to give your life to him, to follow him, and to be baptized in water. I shared five spiritual blessings that come on your life when you're baptized in water. In that particular message, I shared that there's blessings. The blessing of obedience, because there's peace in your heart when you choose to obey God. I shared in that message the blessing of placing your life under the authority of Jesus Christ's lordship. The blessing of understanding the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The blessing of a clean conscience and a pure heart. And the blessing of having your past identity that was found in sin removed and replaced in a new life in Christ Jesus. And I give that call for people to respond and give their life to Jesus. And Mike comes forward weeping and crying. Weeping and crying, wanting to surrender his life to Christ. He says, I got to get baptized today. I said, Mike, there's, there's no baptism tank here. He says, I've got to be baptized today. I don't want the devil to talk me out of anything. I believe that there's a radical spirit that God is releasing in this generation. I said, well, I've got a friend that's got a hot tub. We'll take you over to his house. <laughs> so I, I, I spent about 30 minutes on what it means to be baptized with Mike. The new creation in Christ. Just discipleship stuff. Because I don't want him just to do something to do something. I want him to be convinced of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Not a Western culture Christian. So he's baptized. He comes up. He says, well, what do I do now? Now that I'm saved, what do I do now? This is what I, 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 I tell him to do. He admits, he says, I've been with this woman for 14 years. We're not married. We got three kids together. What do I do? I said, Mike, this is what you do. Every single morning, I want you up and I want you reading your Bible. I want you to get up, read your Bible. And this is what I want you to do. Whatever you see the Bible, whatever God's word tells you to do, make it simple. Just obey. Don't delay. Just obey. Whatever you see in the word of God, obey him. Three weeks later, his daughter, who's 12 years old, uh, comes to her dad, Mike, and says, what is different about you? You're different. 
So I've given my life to Jesus. I'm following Jesus. Because I told Mike, I said, Mike, I don't want you to preach Jesus in your household. I don't want you to go home and just start preaching to people and tell them how they need to change. Mike, I want you to be the message in your household. I want you to be the example. I want you to be Jesus in your household. Don't preach it, Mike. I want you to be it. His daughter comes up and says, Dad, you're different. I want to be baptized too. Mike says, well, being baptized is a really serious thing. Really serious. So why don't you write out a report of what it means to be baptized? She reads the whole book of Luke. She writes out 12 pages of what it means to be baptized. Guess who baptizes her? Mike. Along with the pastor. Mike. He gets married to his girlfriend. Their life has been changed. I want to show a video really quickly and we'll end. Because we're, we're getting a gospel truck, and I need your help. And we're going to take this truck all around America, and we're going to let young people that have a passion and energy, because young people have energy. And these young people that have no responsibilities, they're not married, they don't have any responsibilities, they're not in debt. I want to see them on the mission field in America, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, utilizing this truck every single weekend, seeing them all around America, preaching this simple gospel. Could you show that video, please? Together we are rallying around the cross of Jesus Christ because we want to make Jesus famous. And I feel like the Lord is saying right now, it's time for the church to get out of the church. It's time for the church to go mobile. You know, when we begin to pray about this truck, we, we thought, wow, this is incredible. It only makes sense to be able to get something like this that we can have teams go from location to location to location to location. I mean, we can hit city after city after city after city and preaching the simple message of Jesus. Preaching repentance and letting the fire of the Holy Spirit come because the reality is it's not our buildings that's going to change lives. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of repentance that comes from people's hearts and minds. But that only takes place through the preaching of the gospel. And I believe that God is mobilizing young people. He's mobilizing a generation that will go back to the cross and repent and say, I'm made about something else. I want to preach Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection. I want to invite you to be a part of this vision. I want to invite you to visit our website, CompassionToAction.com. If you want to give to this vision, uh, we have opportunity in the very back as well. There's three ways that you can give to this vision. It's check, it's give online, or it's text to give. We've got all this information that you see on the screen in the very back where my book is. And I want to encourage you to pick up one of the books, uh, whether you can make a donation or not. I want you to get that book. I want you to, I want you to read about faith that sees from heaven's perspective because my desire for everyone in 2020 is to see through faith. See through faith and move in faith. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every individual here. And right now, I pray that you'd search the hearts. Lord, if there's people here that need to turn to you, that they're not all in, 
Lord, I pray it by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would uh, shake their hearts. I pray that you would uh, speak to them and reveal to them how much you love them and how much you care for them. I pray for the saving grace of Jesus Christ and the rededication of the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn bright in hearts that need it, Lord. And Lord, for everyone here, Lord, I, I just I say, Holy Spirit, show up in their lives this week. But we want to expect the miraculous wherever we go. We want to expect you to do things in our lives and through our lives. God, I see a mighty revival that's going to spring forth from this area, God. Thank you, God, for hearts being set on fire. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Chris. It is an honor. Thank you. So I encourage you on your way out to give, to um, bless the ministry that this man represents. I think this is Chris's third time here with us uh, in, this, in this church family. And like I said, he, he is blessed and invested into Sam Hooker's life. And I don't know if, you, if you've been here for a while, you know Sam. I, I think John and Katie are coming to the next meeting. And I know people that Chris has invested into over the last years and he is an evangelist, and there is a seed inside of him that, as I was praying this week, uh, springs and comes to life inside this family. We've been praying for revival and seeing people saved. And uh, with Luke and Livia and the Newtons, the Mowers, and different people, uh, Jessica, we've been seeing one, two, three young people getting saved. It's going to happen. And we are praying and believing that in St. Charles County and in, in St. Louis, Revival fire breaks out and is taking this out there, seeing lives changed. Amen? Amen. So for the last time this morning here anyway, can I have everyone stand? Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you're doing amongst us. I thank you for your word that is clear, it is true. I thank you for what you've done in Chris's life, saving him in jail. Father, I thank you for the amazing testimony the stories that I have heard from other people in O'Fallon and St. Charles about this man's life before I even met him. What you will do with someone's life who simply believes. Father, I thank you that you took my life, a total mess at 18, at, from Pattonville High School, not Fort Zumwalt North, and you exploded me into your kingdom. Yes. And what you've done in my life, Lord, because I simply chose to say yes to you and relinquish control. Father, I pray that this message, your message, takes deep root in this church family. Father, we would take your message of life to a broken, hurting world that needs your love, that needs forgiveness, that needs hope. So Father, Holy Spirit, we receive that anointing right now. We receive that increased measure of faith and boldness and courage to take your message to this community. Thank you, Father. And we can't wait to hear the cries of newborn babies yeah. in this church family, Father, and the splash of water as people are baptized and the, the crazy life, the blessed life, the overflowing, abundant life that you promised in the Holy Spirit. Father, we receive and we believe to move forward in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen.
Thanks for checking out the Life Church St. Peter's message of the week. For more podcasts and additional information, visit us at lifechurchstpeters.com.